When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. My name is Chris Salem, your host. Hope everyone's having a great Meet the Sustainable Success way. If you are new to our show, glad that you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. And we also encourage you to check us out on Apple Podcast as well and our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many great guests on over the years sharing their words of wisdoms and insights to help move your business and personal success to the next level. We are committed here at Sustainable Success for providing solutions and getting to the root cause of things that may be holding you back to help elevate your business and personal success to the next level. So we encourage you to check us out here at Voice American Influencers Channel, Apple Podcast, and also our Sustainable Success Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. It takes all the noise out of social media, no notifications, and a genuine, authentic way to meet people on your time, where you can share content that connects at a deeper level and building a community around people that either people that you've known or, and that are now getting back together or perhaps meeting new people. This is a great opportunity to perhaps land your next new job or perhaps your next new business venture. Again, this program is a membership-based program that allows you to tap into different affinity services that you would not have eligibility being an individual business owner. This is an opportunity where you can tap into that by being a member of Alumni Direct. So check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today, and we're going to be talking about why understanding your purpose now will sustain your success. A lot of times we might think what know what our purpose is, but by really truly understanding it, we'll have the ability to really tap into a more sustainable way of, of, of bringing on more success not only at the personal level, but also at the company and organizational level. And you're going to hear from an individual today. His name is John Fenton. Before I introduce John, and give you a little background about him. But he's going to be sharing with you his insights being an executive coach and a consultant, working with organizations and helping them to really tap into that purpose to have more sustainable success. So a little bit of background about John before we start. He's a CEO and an executive coach. He works with CEOs and managing partners who love growing their business and leading their teams with clarity and purpose. He operates at the intersection of leadership, clarity, and personal growth, spanning over four decades of real life in the trenches, business, and leadership experience. He has found that your company growth hinges on your willingness to grow personally. He's an award-winning speaker, leading authority on leadership, and executive mentor with an approach to leadership that is radically different. He appreciates the leadership, begins with mindset, focus, and clarity, and not from title or position. Sometimes referred to as the CEO sensei for his skill in bringing out the best in leaders, John is known for his practical style and fusion of real-life experiences that connect with his clients and audiences in an authentic and intimate style. And without further ado, 
we welcome John Fenton to the show. John, how are you doing today? Chris, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. It is such a pleasure. John, you and I have had the opportunity to know each other and, and talk on several occasions. You and I are very active on LinkedIn and you know do so much in this particular area of helping organizations to really get to the root cause of what could be getting in their way and, and ways that they can really you know elevate at a higher level to see better results in their productivity, profitability, and of course, retention and so on. So if you could share with us a little bit about why purpose is so important. We hear that word purpose a lot, but what does it really mean to an organization? And why is that so important part of the foundation and strategy to what they're doing? Thanks, Chris. Um, you know, it's a kind of a revelation that I've had for myself and my work. And um, it really struck me recently um, with one of my clients. We were going through a retreat and we were focusing on strategic vision, strategic visioning and um, a process that I that I have crafted and, and work on with my customers, my clients. And we really wanted to dive into what the core purpose of the organization was to really set the stage. That's the bullseye. That's sort of the you know, it's the core bread and butter of what this company and this organization is really all about and really connecting with that. But also on a personal level, it's important too. And, and I, and I want to share uh, a story with you and, and, and with your yeah. listeners um, and, and how this really has come home to me on a personal level. Um, I've been always very driven and, and very future focused, very future focused um, in my life. And um, I was in a meeting with a client, uh, um, about three years ago, and it was right around right before Christmas, middle of December, and we were planning. We just were reviewing the twenty eight was twenty eighteen. We we're reviewing the uh, results for the year and looking forward to the you know, rest of the year in twenty nineteen. And uh, during the meeting, I just I passed out, and my client nudged me. He thought I was kidding. He thought I was joking around, and he nudged me. I didn't move, and so he he quickly realized I was unconscious and he ran outside got the receptionist she called the director of the facility who was in the parking lot get ready to leave to go to lunch or wherever and she called him in and he could sense from her voice that he needed to be in the building very quickly he rushed in saw that i was non-responsive got me on the floor ripped open my shirt and began administering cpr and he worked on me for over 25 minutes and during that time they brought in the aed the defibrillator and the defibrillator went off about five times during that 25 minute period uh, to re restart my heart. My heart had stopped and he, he didn't give up on me. He did not give up on me and, and get rushed to the hospital and, um, and, and, and um, was there put in a hypothermic coma and uh, woke up a few days later in ICU and my bedside are my wife and my daughter. And I had two questions for myself. Now, good news is full recovery. Okay. But I had two questions for myself. One was, why did this happen? And the second question I really thought about was, well, why am I still here? Yeah. And, um, and it really struck me about fast forward to 2020. Our, we have a grandson. He was born in November 2020 during the pandemic. And I was holding him in my arm. And I was still asking myself that question, but I was holding him in my arms, cradling him. And I looked down at him and I said, you know, now I understand. Yeah. My purpose, my purpose is to be here for him, but also not, to also help make a better world for his name is Everett, for all the Everett's in the world and little kids and people in the, yeah. world, in the world. And and so I've had this passion to work with executives and leaders to help them be the best leaders they can be. 
with this idea that we can all be better leaders. I always strove to be a better leader through my life. And, and so tapping into that for me was really a, 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 a pungent point and uh, a very clear point for me. And this is why I'm here, what I do and what I'm so passionate about. And then going back to the retreat, working with a client, you know, it was, it was obvious that um, they need to really tap into the, um, tap into the, um, um, you know, what their core purpose was and, and, um, and really why do we exist? You know, Simon Sinek talks about, you know, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yeah. Right. You attract employees. They don't buy because of what you do, but why you do it. It's that why that's a real purpose. So be very clear about that. Gives us a clear idea of what our vision can be. And that's the starting point for everything. Yeah. I mean, you just shared a powerful story. And I remember you sharing that story to me and it got me, you know, to think about the time I had my, my eye opening experience. You know, I, I, I had struggled with, 12 years of addiction in my early part mm. of my career, just because of my own self-limiting beliefs and operating from somebody else's values. In this case, it was my father's. And, and it was obviously not that I had went through, didn't, it went through what you did. In this case, it was my father who was passing away from cancer. That was the wake up. Mm. I, when I was looking at him, I said, you know, if I don't change the way, the way I'm doing things, I'm going to end up dying just like my father at a young age. My dad was just 56 when he passed away. Mm. And here I am approaching 55. I'll be 55 next July. I'm only a year away. But I would have ended mm. up in the same boat. So I, I, I wasn't living or operating from my purpose, like you said. And there are probably many people that are listening to the show now or that are they're going to be listening as well later, thinking that maybe that they are operating from the purpose, but they really are they operating truly from what's really important. And you just shared with your story how powerful that is. That was a wake-up call and how that now reflected in what, why and what you do now in helping CEOs and businesses really see the bigger picture. What's, what's the impact they're looking to leave? If you could expand right. on that, that would be fabulous. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I think we all have a responsibility. We, first of all, as leaders, we're responsible for all the people in our organizations, right? We're responsible for you know, our families and all the people in our lives, we're also, I think, responsible for the communities in which we live. So for our own, our own piece of the world, if you will, our own part of the world. And I think collectively continuing to have that broader view, you know, we're not in business just to make money. I don't believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you know, I mean, people buy on emotions, people make decisions based on emotions. And so it's making a connection to what you really, what your purpose is. You know, why do you, what do you believe in? What why do you exist? Why are you in this business? If it's just to make money and you know grind things out and make money, well, you know, years ago that was a pretty good model. I don't think that works anymore. Yeah, I think I think if you look at employees, right, and you, and you have the situation where it's the you know all these names out there for the Great Resignation, all these things, people want to know that what they're doing makes a difference in their companies and in their lives. They want to be a part of something. They want to feel like they belong to something and they want to align with that. And if you're not clear about what the purpose is for your business, you know, there are some firm, there are some companies out there and firms that are, they have 25 to 50% turnover. That's a huge, huge cost to their business. But being connected to that, understanding what that core purpose is, 
driving that through the organization, through all levels of the organization, communicating it, reminding people it's part of your belonging cues, if you will. Um, Daniel Coyle and the Culture Code talks about belonging cues. And, and you, people want to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. It helps to drive them in their careers. And if they, their values align with your values and it's very clear what those are, you're going to have a very successful organization. You're going to have a very successful culture. And uh, one of my one of my clients is amazing. Their their turnover rate is less than fifteen percent. In today's environment, it's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It really is. And they've been doing it right before the before all the pandemic and all this other stuff. They actually got it right before then, so they were able to just keep going and keep doing what they're doing, and um, to really keep keep the momentum going to really connect with people. Uh, create an environment where people believe in what they do. Yeah, yeah. And what are some of the ways, John? I mean, because you, I think you really hit on some great points. I mean, if a company is going to really start to really not only they're, they're they're not just producing products and services. Yes, that's what people are consuming, but it, it's it's the experience, it's the mm-hmm. impact that that organization is leaving. You know, other than just the product and service, mm-hmm. and and, and, and if they're going to make that impact, then obviously that's got to start from within before it can be reflected out. So what, are, what, do you, what would you suggest some ways that companies really start to align their purpose with the purpose of each individual? It doesn't mean it's going to be the same, but they, where they can find that common ground. Mm-hmm. And so they, they really need to be clear about that, what their corporate purpose is, right? So they have yeah. to go back and ask the question. They have to, re, they get to continually challenge what is our core purpose. Yeah. Um, and one of the ways to do that is have a, an offsite, you know, retreat with your senior leadership team to really dive into that. Make sure you're clear about that, and then begin to miss it, message that out to, to throughout the organization and remind people constantly. But it doesn't stop there. I mean, a strategic vision, you know, everybody has a strategic plan. Most companies do, right? Strategic visioning, I call it a strategic visioning process, is not just you know a stack of papers on a on a on a shelf somewhere with a bunch of analyses and all that good stuff. It is um, really about a process that's an ongoing process, reevaluating, you know, sharpening the saw, right? Reevaluating, are we living up to our purpose? Are we, um, you know, walking the talk, if you will? That's the next part of it is culture. Your culture is defined by your behaviors, mm-hmm. your behaviors. So what are the behaviors that we reward? What are the behaviors that we allow to slip by? And that, that defines our, our culture in many, many different ways. And you got to really articulate it. So you have, so you have to kind of go through this process of what are the behaviors we want to identify that are key to what our core values really are about? Like the, what actions do we take? And you can, you can, you can brainstorm on that. You can, you know, accumulate those ideas, brainstorm on those, roll it out to your organization. And then regularly, weekly, through emails and meetings and just constantly re- reinforcing what those values are. People will self-align, right? People in the organization will self-align. Some people will, will um, realize they're in the wrong place, and that's okay, right? Um, and, and so that's one step. The other step, the other part of this, I, I kind of talk about three main areas, which is purpose, trust, and uh, culture. The other area is trust. The other is trust. And do you have a, an environment where everybody feels safe to speak, speak freely and speak openly and to point out problems or to 
have open discussions. You have that psychological safety is the term. Um, do you have an environment where people feel like they belong? They feel like they're contributing. Do they feel like they have a voice in the organization and, and that their, their voice is going to be heard? And that's so hard to, to build trust or rebuild trust. I call it re- re-energizing your trust in your organization. Yeah, yeah that's, that's powerful. And, you know, and we got to go to break here in about less than uh, a minute here, John. And I, I really want to elaborate on this further. If you can just close us out by summarizing some of the key points that you just shared. And I like to segue into some of the things where we left off on that final note there. Sure. Well, I think, um, you know, really tapping into your purpose. So re reimagine your purpose. Re- revisit that. Reimagine that. Uh, re-energize your trust, a level of trust. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, do you have meetings? Sometimes in, in organizations, uh, meetings have replaced the level of trust because we don't trust people. We have excess meetings. It's a lot of wasted time and costs there. Um, and then culture. Include all the stakeholders in the culture. Articulate it, communicate it regularly, frequently. Awesome. Well, we got more to come here with John Fenton. I mean, this is some powerful stuff. We hope that everybody that's just joining us uh, can, you know, you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today. We're talking about why understanding your purpose now will sustain your success, how this is something not only with uh, the C-suite, the CEO, but how that everybody in your organization, when we can align to a, a common purpose how we can take our business to the next level. We got more to come with John Fenton when we come right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. We're here with John Fenton talking about why understanding your purpose now will sustain your success. Again, we were talking about, we're going to be, we were just discussing in the last segment about three areas where companies and organizations more or less fail to live up to their promise. That is in the areas of purpose, trust, and culture. And John had talked a little bit about the importance of that 
and why that was so imperative to really align that to take your business to the next level. So, John, if we could talk a little bit, a little bit more uh, in length about that, and then why is it important not only at the organizational level but even at the individual level in mm-hmm. that particular area, in those areas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, really, when we think about the organization and we think about you know, where we want to take our company, um, we really have a clear vision of the future and what that looks like. And being able to articulate that is really the job of the leader, but it's not just the leader's vision, right? It should be a, a collaborative effort, I think, of, of the executive, the, se- the senior leadership team, and, and then filter that through the whole, organi- whole organization. And so really understanding that that purpose not as an, doesn't only, we talked a lot about employees in the last segment, but it also has a huge impact on your customers. And you, your customers align with you because it, Really, subconsciously, I believe they they believe in what you believe in, whether it's spoken or not spoken. So they align that you have similar values. Because they can customers can go pretty much anywhere to, to get the services they need. So why do they come to your organization? So being really clear about that purpose, number one, helps you to drive your organization forward to who are the customers we want to continue to attract, right? And and where do we want to go with this in terms of customer service? Again, you know, Simon Sinek. You know, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So you have to be really clear about that. And you have to articulate, somebody has to articulate, you know, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? And then tell the world about it. Tell the world about it. Tell your organization. Tell your people. Communication is so key to this. Um, so connecting with that purpose and that mission and that vision really is a launching off point to build the organization you want to build. You know, looking three years out, five years out, sometimes seven years out. A lot of things can change in that in that period of time, but if you're really clear about where you want to take the organization, um, the things that are going to happen uh, out externally and internally in your organization over that time frame are going to help you pivot, course correct, keep going forward, whatever it might be, whatever fits that situation. Um, on a personal level, you know, being clear about who you are and your purpose, I think, is really, really, really important. Sometimes as leaders. I mean, I've faced this many times. Um, we sometimes doubt ourselves. We question, you know, am I making the right decisions? Is this the right thing to do? Sometimes it's never black and white. Most times it's never black and white. It's always gray areas, right? And it can create a lot of create a lot of internal frustration and a lot of worry about am I doing the right thing? And if you're really clear about your your focus and, and what you're about and your purpose. Nine times out of ten, you're going to make the right decisions, and sometimes it's going to be very—it's going to be very fuzzy when you make those decisions. You're not really going to know until sometime down the road when you see the results. But also being adaptable and being—you'll be able to pivot when you realize early on that sometimes those decisions aren't working out. And what kind of how can we course correct or how can we shift the focus? So I, you know, one of the things that. Um, uh, I, that I, one of my accreditations, if you will, one of my experiences is uh, uh, I'm a black belt in Tai Chi. And so I'm a big believer in self-care, self-care. And so um, being able to, to really focus yourself through breathing techniques, and there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. No, no, not everybody has to do Tai Chi or practice Tai Chi. Tai Chi is a non-combative martial art. Um, and... Um, but for me, it just was something I really fell in love with. It really helped me be a better leader. 
of breathing and focusing and being able self-aware, really enhancing your self-awareness about what's happening to you, what's happening in your organization, you know, uh, emotional IQ, having a higher level of emotional IQ. So really being plugged into that is really important. And as a whole, you know, you can, if you like to walk or run, exercise, like you go to the gym and pump iron, whatever it is to get your head clear is really, really important. And so I think self-awareness and self-care is so, so vitally important. And of course, now, of course, there was so much about mental health, emotional health in the workplace, all the stresses that people have been experiencing, you know, well-being. Well-being is, is one of the new, newer ideas of, uh, or executives are really being, having to deal with and focus on. And it's not just having, you know, a third-party insurance provider that has a, a, a phone, you know, a, an online or a phone call uh, service that people can call and get help with. But it's also about um, being connected to um, to what's going on in the organization and how your people feel. So you have to understand how you feel and what's going on for you first, and then also understanding how your people feel and kind of really dive in and, and really understand what people are going through. You know, I, I love – I played college football. I love football, and I, I follow some great coaches over the years. And Don – I was a big Miami Dolphins fan, Don Shula – one of the great uh, clubs. Don's of all time. my guy. I'm a, I'm a Dolphin <laughs> fan, so Don, awesome. Don was the man. <laughs> I'm even worse with golf and colors today, but um, but you know he he adapted his his offense and his defense to the talent he had. Yes. Now, granted, he had like 53 guys on the team, so they could really dive in and understand their their capabilities. It's so much harder to do in a corporate setting. But understanding your people, at least your direct reports, understanding their talents, and I used to feel like I had a pretty good sense of you know people's abilities as a leader um sometimes i got proven i was proven wrong and that's okay but uh being able to really tap in understand listen to your people and really talk to them and especially now in the environment with mental health and remote work and all these things that are going on and people many people feel isolated many employees feel isolated so having a system in place to be able to connect with people one-on-one um and having real conversations with them Susan Collins wrote a book years ago called um, Fierce Conversations. And one of the things that she talked about was having, you know, let silence do the heavy lifting. Just listen. People just want to be heard, right? And, and I think, you know, so I think being in touch with who you are, you know, emotionally and physically and spiritually and mentally um, to make sure you're in a good place and a good place because your health is important. As I like to say, everything flows from the leader. Everything flows from the leader. The book stops with you, but it also starts with you too. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. So it, it's it's constantly, you know, regardless of title or position or whatever, it, it's it's how do we show up to be the example and be a resource for for others that we work with or work for or they work for us or whatever mm-hmm. that we can continuously be that example and be resourceful to help them do the same for themselves. Absolutely. It's just really interesting. I, my daughter's a, a senior VP with a, it's a small company. Um, and uh, my wife said, I didn't realize how much our, da- our daughter was much, is much, much like you. But what I've noticed from her, she's really, she will never admit this. Okay. But she is a real leader because what she's done is she's gathered, like people left the company and then they came back after, during the pandemic, after the pandemic or after, towards the end of the pandemic, we're still in it, I guess. 
but she was able to rally forces and get people back into the company. And she's been, she was, she had her pulse on everything that was going on in the organization with all the people. She, she talked to the people and she had real conversations with them and she knew what was happening um, more so than the CEO. So she, then she was that voice in the CEO's ear to say, you know, we probably should rethink this, you know? And I, I think that's, it's one of my themes too, is about, I call it leadership mastery. Think differently. Think differently. If anything has taught us anything from this pandemic is we need to think differently oh, <laughs> about how things God. have been done. Absolutely. And there's so much, and there's so much anxiety and struggle right now with back to work and back to the office and, um, you know, all the things that are going on um, uh, in, in the work environment and bringing people in or not bringing people in. There's just a lot of anxiety going on right now, um, both the employees and the leadership teams trying to figure out how to manage their people, how to lead their people. And it's going to take a lot of creativity to make it work. Yeah, A lot of creative thinking. Yes, and, and creative thinking, critical thinking too, critical and mm-hmm. creative thinking. So, you, you know, you touched on, you know, those three areas and, you know, and why it's so important at an individual level. What do you feel like it will help organizations to kind of help people help themselves? Like other than them being, you know, that leadership being the example and being a resource, are there other things that can help people that start taking ownership over their role and duties, uh, starting with themselves personally, mm-hmm. not just in their, what they do in their title and their job? Well, people have to feel like it's safe for them to do that. Yeah. They're not going to get their, you know, I've been in organizations where it's not safe to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay. I've been there. Okay. Um, and, and so I think it's giving people the latitude to be creative and to, um, you know, find solutions in there and, and take charge of things. And there's, you know, there's probably a way to, there's a way to prioritize, you know, the level of decision-making, right? Uh, if you look at it like a tree, if it's like a root, so a root decision, that's probably a board level. Right? If you cut the roots, you could kill the whole tree, right? Um, and then up to the trunk, maybe that's like, you know, the CEO or the, or the C-suite executive making decisions there because it's vital to the rest of the organization. But out of the branches and the leaves and the skinny branches, we got people in the field or people in the organization, allow them to make, make decisions, give them some latitude. You know, you want to create an environment where there's some... Um, the can't was it? Uh, you know, I think Hewlett Packard. You know, fail, fail early and fail fast, but don't fail, fail cheaply. Go ahead and fail cheaply. And so, uh, you know, giving people some latitude to be creative and to make decisions. You can always review those. You know, after the fact, right? Uh, some of those need approval. So you, you put some bumpers around that, if you will, about allowing people to make those kind of decisions. But also, you need to trust people to make the right decisions. And if you want, if you want your employees to trust you and to trust the rest of the organization. You need, them, you need to demonstrate a level of trust for them as well. You need to demonstrate trust for them. So I think it's through your actions, consistency, right? Um, you know, giving people opportunities to, to make decisions and not, try, you know, cutting them off of the knees if they don't make a good decision. You know, use it as a learning tool, learning, learning experience for them. But it's really, the, I think it's the job of the CEOs and the senior, senior leaders to really be coaches. Yeah. To coach the people up, just like if you're a football team, you get the head coach, you get the assistant coaches through the hierarchy, and they're sharing the the, the philosophy of the head coach, and the organization to the to the players. Um, it's the same kind of concept, right? Filtering it down, giving people yeah. opportunities to make decisions, 
you know, be supportive of them. So it's a building trust. Building trust is so important. And I think, um, you know, have regular uh, feedback, get regular feedback, seek their feedback, seek their, seek their opinions. Yeah. It's almost, almost like a, like a huddle in football, right? Except the quarterbacks conducting the huddle and maybe the players are mm-hmm. listening, but mm-hmm. would it be safe to say that, you know, that everybody can be, you know, sharing in that huddle, you know, it's not. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, I, go back to my old football experience, you know, being in the huddle and, you know, Jim Kelly's getting ready to call a play and I, and I, and I was a center. Um, so I was a guy that had to get the huddle started first of all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, well, this is what I know the nose tackle is doing. And the center reads the defense much like the, uh, the quarterback does because you're right in the center physically in the center. So you can see the whole field. Yeah. And so that communication is so important um, in the huddle as well as at, right before the snap, there's a lot of communication going on right before the snap to adjust or course correct in that moment. And so getting that feedback is really important. Wow. That's true. And, 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 and what would you say? Like, again, I think the, you know, communication, would it be safe to say that communication has got to be frequent, you know, ongoing, be being very specific, clear, and concise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it be safe to say that, that that's got to be consistent. At, at, at the it's got to be consistent. Right. It, you're exactly. And it goes, you know, you got to, you can say one thing as a leader and then do something else. Your actions speak louder than words. Got it. So the consistency of message, consistency of values. And sometimes you can, as a group, you can reevaluate. Are these the values? Are these the behaviors we want to see? Are these the values that we believe in? Um, to keep kind of, kind of checking in on that on a periodic basis. But I think you have to walk the talk. You've got to, you have to exemplify the, what you want to see in your employees. You need to exemplify yourself. Because all of your employees are watching you every moment. Yeah. Everybody on the team watches the leaders. Yeah. Always watching the leaders to see what they do and see what their their actions are to assess um, whether or not they really want to be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, it, it, you know, when when communication can be specific, clear, and concise, we avoid that that it, that issue of assumption and speculation. And mm-hmm. so now we can identify where there, you know, if there are challenges or things that have to be addressed, it's not going to be to the point where now it's a problem or, you know, we're going to have to dig ourselves out. We can, we can attack these things earlier rather than later. That's one of the, it's one of the worst things that can happen is there's not enough communication going up the, the chain of command, if you will, up to the upper levels to make, we're making key decisions. And so you're operating in a vacuum. And one thing I'll, I do want to share in the area of trust. So I was leading a uh, a three-hour workshop for senior executives. And um, in that three-hour workshop, it was the first time I was with them. The CEO was there. There were seven people total. And uh, about halfway through, uh, and I got to go talk talk to them about whatever, whatever I want to talk about. So I kind of walked them through this process of building, creating vulnerability and more openness in the organization, communication, and about halfway through the meeting, one of the other executives came to me and said, you know, I don't know what we're paying you, but it's well worth it because I've learned more about the people in this room in the last hour and a half than I've learned in seven years. And I said, I felt really good about that. And the second half of the, the meeting, I hadn't planned this, but it, it, I felt like there was a trust, a possible trust issue in the organization. So I asked them to go through a process of writing down for each of them on a scale of one to 10, what's the level of trust in the organization? Mm. Everybody wrote down their number. And then I said, okay. And I went around the room and I asked each person to share their number. 
and everybody was like a five or a six. And we got yeah. to the CEO and the CEO um, was like a nine. Wow. There was a gap. There was a gap. Wow. So that was, that was a launching off point to a series of workshops we did. That <laughs> so. Well, John, this is some powerful stuff. I know we got to go to break here shortly, but I want to come back and we're going to carry on. Again, we are talking about, you know, in, uh, in this case, uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking about why understanding your purpose now will sustain your success. We highly encourage those that, are, that have just joined to listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. John has shared a lot of deep insight that could really help change your organization, regardless of size, to move in a positive and more productive uh, manner. So when we come back, John's going to be sharing some more insight, and we will be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people in businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us again, we are here talking about why understanding your purpose now will sustain your success. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types and an opportunity to help not only expand your business, or, jo- or career, but perhaps let land your next job opportunity. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, John, you had shared so much great information about, you know, the three areas, uh, you know, to really, you know, hone in on purpose, but at the organizational team and individual level around purpose, trust, and culture. Let's, if you could share some more insights, because I know you had, you're, you're, you, you'd like to share some more some facts and recent research that you gathered on the well-being side and why this is so important to what you've discussed today. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, it was a, a study done in October, Calm for Business did a study um, of 3,000 employees, ages 18 to 54, and it was representative uh, different across different uh, demographics. 
And the results were, um, as you know, I'll just summarize the results real quick. Number one, they found main three main findings. Number one was um, working through the pandemic has taken its toll toll on workers' mental health. Um, and broke it down, 91% of respondents did not feel rested enough. Uh, 87% feel nervous, anxious, and stressed. Um, 70% feel down or depressed. So that's kind of depressing. Um, and to, to understand that, and, and, to, and I want to touch on that a little bit more. Um, the second finding was uh, that feeling recognized and included has a major impact on overall employee mental health. Yeah. Really, really important. And I have a personal story on that I'll share too. And then the third was despite um, renewed focus on mental health by employers, employees still didn't feel like they're being supported enough. So companies, I think all the companies are waking up to having some kind of program in place. Um, and um, you know, employee, and I, I get this, I totally get this. 78% of employees would make space on their schedules for mental health breaks, taking time off, mental health days, whatever. Um, and they're looking for their leaders to set the example. Yeah. And, you know, mental health days, sick days, vacations. I mean, I, I fear, I feel it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I feel bad if I go play golf one day. Right. Um, and I should be working on building my business. And so, um, you know, it's people feel like they're letting their teams down. I see it. My daughter, I mean, she's, she's working from home and, uh, but she's putting, she has a baby, 18 month old baby, but, you know, she's putting in the time, she has this schedule, but then she goes back to work at night. So people are, are taking their work seriously, taking their work seriously, and they're putting a lot of stress on themselves. Um, back to feeling recognized. I was uh, a young pup out of college. I got my MBA. Uh, my football career was over. I got my MBA and became an accountant. I was in the public accounting profession for 35 years, uh, over 30 plus years. And um my first job out of college was one with one of the big firms uh, in the country at that time. And, uh, and I just, and it was in another city away from our home and all, I had just gotten married and I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel like I belonged. I just didn't feel it. Right. I, um, and, and, and so I was there about a year and a half and then I joined the firm that I ended up working for, for over 30 years. And when I went there for had a raise and a promotion, first of all, but secondly, um, but that wasn't what attracted me. It was the culture. It was the people. And it was yeah. what I felt like I could contribute. And I did. I mean, I worked in four different offices uh, with that firm. And so the world, in many ways, the world is still the same as it was 40 years ago. That was 40 years ago, right? Um, and, so, um, and so I'm po so passionate about you know, being aware of mental, physical, emotional health of your employees and your teams and yourself personally. And sometimes, you know, the leaders, sometimes we take on this role of being a martyr. Well, I can get to that later. Well, you know what happens to martyrs, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, you have to be aware of yourself and your physical condition and take care of yourself and create those mental breaks for yourself. Um, but also recognize that you want to encourage that for your, your organization, your company and your people. So creating those opportunities so people can, can find that time to to unplug and and really recharge themselves, um, and and so it's really important. Rest is so important, not just sleep, but really getting good rest. Having good rest is so important to your body. And the anxiousness, the nervousness, being feeling stressed. I mean, I I was a sufferer of anxiety. 
for many, many years. I think that's why I've been playing sports for so long as I did into through college, because it really helped me release a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, and today, today, you know, we don't have many of those outlets. We don't have those outlets to go and spend hours training and all that kind of stuff to, to burn it off. But you can find a great way to do that for yourself personally. So on a personal level, I think it's really important, but also your teams having that flexibility. I think flexibility is so yeah important today. And it's, it's a word that's being used a lot and we can't use it enough. I, be, I don't believe. And so really having that, creating that flexibility in your work environment and f- creating flexibility where you can, where in terms of hybrid work and people coming in or out of the office. And, I mean, I read something the other day that, um, I think it was Amazon. Was it Amazon? One of the tech companies had mandated, or Apple, I think it was Apple, had, had uh, mandated people come in the office for three days a week and they backed off. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there was like a, it's like a revolt in the organization. So, you know, employees are kind of driving the, the ship right now, I think, in terms of they have a lot of leverage. And you want, but you want to be mindful of them. You want to create a space where they can have flexibility. And they, you know, they're making choices too for their own development and their own career path as well. Um, and there's so much demand right now for people and, and some firms are hiring people to be totally remote. Uh, I see it in the accounting profession, largely, I, I focus a lot on the accounting profession, obviously because of my background. Um, and it's just, it's a crazy kind of crazy world right now out there, but, I, but that's why I keep coming back to purpose and culture and trust is so important to make your organization sticky. Yeah. I define sticky stickiness as being a place where they don't want to leave. And they feel like they belong and, and, and they're getting, they get value out of being at work or part of that team. It's so true. You know, and I, and as, as you are, you know, you come, you, you know, you grew up, you know, playing football in college, John, and you're a football guy. And I was, you know, I love the game myself, you know, because I love the strategy. Think about the teams that were more sustainable. They were able to keep a nucleus of their players intact and building a culture about that, you know, so like if you're, if well-being is going to be a big part of that, they got to not only create awareness, but they got to create a culture around that, that people, exactly. you know, make a decision not only to do it, but to be, to be consistent with it, that they're taking ownership of that and, and they're, and what, how that helps them in their role and duties at the, at the job, you know, that they feel part of a bigger, something bigger than them themselves. Yeah. I, I wrote a, I wrote a, one of my new, in my newsletter recently, I wrote, "Is it okay to to feel not okay?" Yeah, right. Is that part of your culture? Um, people many times don't want to admit that they are fe- not feeling not okay. Yeah, I mean, you see it right throughout. I mean, oh, mental yeah. health has always had a stigma. I mean, for years and years and years, but now you're seeing it in pop- popular culture. You're seeing it in sports and oh, NFL, yeah. right? The mental health issues and, and premier athletes dealing with mental health issues because there is so much stress. Um, and I think, um, you know, some great ways to try to deal with that. And, and I want to share just a couple ideas with your, your audience today sure. on what I think can really be helpful. Um, you know, first of all, active, we talked about let silence do the heavy lifting, active listening, really listen to your people, listen to yourself, listen to your body, but also listen to your people lead by example. You know, it's okay to take some time off. Um, it's okay to balance, have a balanced lifestyle. Don't be the martyr as a leader, it's okay to not feel okay. So you want to remove the social stigma uh, around mental health and, and create an environment where you're not going to be a therapist. You're not going to analyze your, your people, but 
have that emotional IQ ramped up to where you recognize there's a potential problem and help them get the help they might need. Um, and, you know, this is a big one, and, and, I, and I, I share this a lot, and I, and I mentioned earlier in how I work with individuals and also their teams, creating an environment that embraces vulnerability. Mm. I had someone tell me one time, I said, you know, they go, how do you get up on a stage and talk? I said, well, I, allow, I tell myself, be vulnerable, be open. Vulnerability is actually strength. Yes. It's actually strength because think about how much courage it takes to allow yourself to be open, maybe to be criticized or to be challenged or, yes. or whatever. You know, I remember uh, junior high school and, uh, you know, we, or in high school, we had these dances, right? We called them sock hops back in those days. <laughs> and uh, it was like, it was kind of like being in uh, the movie Grease or something, right? And, uh, and so they had these, you know, dances at the school and, and a bunch of my guys were on one side of the gym and these girls were on the other side of the gym. And, it was just, and I was like a sophomore or something. And there was this upperclassman, this woman, this young woman, who was really beautiful. And, and, and I said, you know, I, I told my friends, I want to go ask her to dance. Oh, she's not going to dance with you. And it took so much courage to walk across the floor, <laughs> the gym floor, to ask her to dance. I can still see her face now. And uh, you, know, you know what? She said yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they were so blown away. Yeah, because you, you again, we just assume and speculate. Oh, no, she's right. not going to dance with us. Maybe, right. yeah. So it's having that courage to be open and to yes, maybe she's going to say no. Yeah, have that courage to do that, right? But I think in our communication and how we we work with people, it's creating an environment where people can open up. They don't feel like it's unsafe to do that. So that really, that concept around psychological safety is so important. And then on a, on a personal level, what I, I how I coach my my, my mentor, my um, executives that I work with on a one-on-one basis, find some way of, of uh, using meditation. If you'd like to meditate, move your body, move, physically move, clear the clutter. Um, unschedule. Remember the Uncola? Seven up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so unschedule some time. So block out, not the whole calendar, but block out some time that's white space on your calendar and don't schedule anything. And then take a walk or sit back and just contemplate, just think, you know, think about things, uh, analyze things, reflect on things, what you're doing, what you're not doing, how the company is doing, whatever personally or the company, but give you time, give yourself some space to actually have some mind, uh, create some mind share for yourself and what you're doing. Um, and this is a big one too, especially in today's age, information fasting. We can be on our phones or TVs, whatever, all this information is constantly cascading into our heads. Limit your time in social media and TV, all these kinds of things to really keep your head clear. Um, and uh, one of the things that uh, I, I had an executive, I was on a, a conversation with an executive once and she, I said, well, tell me what, what's your ritual in the morning when you get up? Well, you know, go, go to my phone right away. I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remove all your devices out of your bedroom, put them in another part of the house. Now, if you're expecting an important phone call, of course, have your phone nearby. Put them in another part of the house, turn them off or just put them somewhere else in the house and, and allow yourself to not be checking those things all the way until you go to bed at night. Information fasting. And, and then first thing to do is just first thing in the morning, and I teach this is a breathing technique to spend five minutes and just focus on your breath to start, start your day off, start your day off in, in a good place. 
Um, and, and so those are helpful tips, I think, can help leaders really to recharge themselves, re-energize themselves, and be in a better place so when employees do come to you or there are issues of well-being in the organization, you are uh, more centered and focused and can deal with those more effectively. I, I agree 100%. Because, I, I, I mean, I love the fact that you shed, it, you shed it, some valuable insight, John, on, you know, being transparent and vulnerable. Those are strengths, you know, especially as men, we've been taught to believe that that's mm-hmm. a weakness. And because we can't grow if, we, if we're constantly, like, hiding something. Our confidence can't improve if we're not willing to be open, if we don't understand something or we're not good at something that, you know, what can we, you know, where can we focus on the things that we're really good at? So I think you, those were all really key points. And if you could create a culture that yeah, you can do that, where people buy into that, that's going to build a winning environment, what you stated. So, so and it's, it's not a one, it's not a one and done. It takes time. Oh yeah. It's, it takes time. It takes time to, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it takes years really to build, continue to build that culture, build upon it, create yeah. a strategic vision, and then refresh it once a year, come back as a group, yeah. refresh it, and then look at what are the strategic initiatives that we want to embark upon. Yeah. Uh, I think another key point is to keep your strategic initiatives to no more than five. Yeah. Because anything, there's going to be a lot of, you know, layers underneath those. But if you do more than five, you're going to bog down. Absolutely. Well, John, I want to thank you personally for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us here on Sustainable Success. You've shared so much great wisdom. I would love to make sure that the audience gets to know you and what you're all about, what you've shared here today. What is the best way? What are some things that you're up to where they can contact with you and get to know you? Great. Great. Thank you for asking that. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very, very much involved in LinkedIn. I'm very transparent there. So uh, John J. Fenton, CEO coach on LinkedIn. Um, also, you can go to my website, uh, johnjfenton.com. And I have a free, a free gift for all your listeners today, Strategic Vision Igniter. Re- reimagine your purpose, re-energize your trust, and re-engage your culture. Know your why, assess the levels of trust, and really strengthen your culture and communicate, include all the stakeholders. And it's a a uh, nice little uh, item that people can use that really kind of help them rethink about how they're doing a strategic vision, a strategic plan. And they can get it at john at johnjfenton.com forward slash strategic vision. Awesome. We want to encourage everybody that, that's listening or will be listening, share this show with, the, with a colleague, with your boss, your organization. Reach out to John. Get Not only to get set up a time to talk with them, but get, take advantage of this free gift that could offer some great insight to elaborate further what he shared with you here today. We highly encourage you that you listen to this show in its entirety again to make sure that you pick up on some any points that John shared that you may have missed. John, thank you so much for being here. And audience, we want to thank you each and every week being here the Sustainable Success Way. Our show is dedicated to bringing in subject matter experts like John to share their words of wisdom and insights to take your business and personal success to the next level. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.